0: Welcome to another week of the WWF podcast. We saw some interesting results in the EPL match week just gone, with Man City dropping points, Liverpool picking up more wins, Everton losing for the first time, and Man United with a contentious win at West Ham. All that and more to come on this week's episode as we preview Chelsea-Man City, the North London derby, and give our weekly predictions. So we're going to start off with an interesting game. Not, Watford beat the Nor- Norwich 3-1, equaling Daniel Varkas uh, has now has the longest record without a Premier League win, standing at 15. Liverpool continued their march at the top of the table with a 3-0 win. And Aston Villa surprised Rafa 3-0. Love to see it. And then we had Chelsea absolutely dominant against Tottenham Hotspur with a clinical 3-0 win. Turned it around in the second half, and can anyone catch them? Man United, uh, Man United West Ham 2 1. Venkat, Rashad, what were your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, very interesting game. I thought it was very fun to watch. Um, really end to end, I think we, we all say. But yeah, I think United. Um, West Ham once again look like a decent team, and we always struggle at the London Stadium. It has it has been a recent, I guess, um, feature, um, in the past, previous in the past season. So it's a game that I think I don't look forward to. I think West Ham under has has always been challenging, and once again they proved it. Panorama with the brilliant goal, and um, then um, big old CR7 getting denied a penalty, and then obviously um Lingard saving us the point at the end. And yeah, it was just I guess sorry, Lingard saving us the point, but also the Behare with the penalty save. So very um chaotic game. But I think I mean that's what we expect under Oregon or at the moment. It's just chaotic. It's, a, it's a wild. It's but it's beautiful. I think when you're on the right side of the result, it's always good. Um yeah, I think Rashad, any thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say their goal was brilliant. It was just a deflection, but yeah, on the balance of play, we probably deserved to win it. I think we had like 10 shots on target and about 60% possession. Should have had at least one penalty on Ronaldo in the second half as well. The refereeing for both sides wasn't that good. They should have had a pen on, I think, Suchek around the 70th minute as well. So I think the scoreline should probably have been 3-2. Good to see Messi Lingard score against his... Form a team in the dying stages, and uh, I guess get the win for us. And yeah, contentious three points. De Gea saving his first pen in five years, was, and it was good to see the teammates getting around him right at the very end. And yeah, happy to pick up three points. Uh, then, unfortunately, just to wrap up our week, we lost to them in the Carabao Cup midweek. I didn't get to watch the game because I had many meetings and greetings, but uh, from what I've heard, uh, there were. Uh, we played our second eleven against their second eleven, and I think we created enough chances to win the game, but we weren't clinical uh, up front, and I guess we fell to a narrow one li- one nil loss to them. It could be interesting as well to see that a lot of those uh, second eleven players might not get much more game time since they have not secured themselves another round in the Carabao Cup with just Premier League and Champions League games to go until the turn of the year. So. It'll be interesting to see the likes of how van der Beek and Delo get game time going forward. But yeah, good luck to West Ham. They're going to lose to the eventual holders and winners probably this year in the next round. So yeah, that was United's week uh, wrapped up in the in a couple of minutes.
1: Can I just get this, everyone's thoughts on this? Do we all think it's a penalty at cr 7 I think the second one where um, soufal sticks his leg what do you think? Uh, I 100% think it's a penalty. When you watch that
3: replay back, and even the commentators thought it as well. He's been pushed right down. I, I don't think that's a dive at all. In fact, if you look, there's clear contact between him and the West Ham defender. So as far as I'm concerned, if he's being pushed to the ground that way in the penalty box, that is a straight penalty for me because they've stopped the goal-storing opportunity. I also think just generally that the refereeing in, in this so far in, this, in, in the Prem has been horrific. Like, I just think that there's just some decisions that you know, I, I think it's at the point where if you can hear commentators, you know, on on most games saying, "Oh, that should have been a foul, that should have been a pen," it goes to show that the quality of reffing has just gone down. Because that pen, that 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 foul against Ronaldo, in my opinion, was a hundred hundred percent a pen, right? I also think that to an extent, refs have been a bit too harsh. What have been straight reds could have been yellows instead. So, I think there's been a an element of fans being a bit upset at the way refereeing's been done in the Prem, And I think that was sort of a I think that I think that that whole Ronaldo issue, issue and incident I think it encapsulates how we all feel about the refing right now. So I think yeah, the that's, uh, that's Zuma
2: one a was a definite pen, and then even midweek, uh, Lingard should have had a pen when Noble dragged him down by the shirt, and then Noble said he was diving, but yeah, that that's not the case.
0: Yeah, an interesting week um, for in terms of Premier League refing. I generally generally thought that the refing up to up to now had been all right, and then we had a shocker of a weekend. So it was, it was annoying to see that. I know um, Burnley were denied a stonewall penalty as well. Um, so I'm not sure if they were just said that okay, we made a couple of mistakes in all the other games, and let's just be crap for the rest of the weekend. But um, certainly looked like that anyway. Um, moving on from United. Quick
1: thought on this one, Sean. Um, so I think we all mentioned this when we, at, the, at the time. But the ref refing has been consistent, but not accurate, I think is what we all said. And, yeah, yeah. And I, just go, just to go back to the CR7 one, I think the the Simicast one from, from earlier that day, that could have been a pen, wasn't given. And I thought yeah. that was more of a pen than the actual CR7 one. So uh, it's just going down with that consistent, but not um, accurate. And as football fans, we tend to get really pissed off at everything. So there we go. Yeah.
0: It is a tough... Obviously, you'd like all the refereeing to be consistent and accurate, but um, I did raise the point that I would prefer everything to be consistent rather than some teams getting good decisions and some teams getting bad decisions. So that's another debate for another day. Um, but we're going to move on to our resident Man City fan. We found one, and we still have kept, kept him on the podcast. Ryan, Neil Orr, take us through it.
3: Right. I I think this why do i even start okay we paid 100 mil for a winger who just isn't worth 100 mil right you know a bit of a side point here but i, I was watching fifa 22 I, you know pack openings because that you know I, I have zero social life apart from this grealish is rated 84 we paid 100 mil. we paid half of neymar to get someone who's not even an eighth of what he is right I don't see why we spent so much on a winger because he's not doing his job. I'm sorry, but but look, we registered about 16 shots, two of which were on target. That is straight up appalling for a team that you know hit five nil, you know, two teams beforehand to not be able to. Sorry, sorry, let me. It's two sorry. One shot on target. Southampton got more shots than we did. We had 16 off target, so we have that attacking prowess. We have. The, the ability to attack, what we lack is clinical finishing, right? And so this whole game, I think, summarized an issue which I was afraid City would have without getting a proper striker. Don't get me wrong. Jesus is fantastic, and he's shown elements of brightness, but he's no Aguero, right? He's no he, Lukaku. He's he also no...
0: told Pep he wants to play on the wing this season, so that's another I know. point well, that the, Pep this... has to deal with.
3: Of course, and I mean, of course, when it comes to Pep and wingers, we've got an oversupply of them. Right. There's there's so much supply and zero demand for the economists out there. But the idea is that, okay, look, for example, right, even Foden's starting to turn the right wing as well. So in my head, I'm like, look, if, if we're going to you know, spend 100 mil, either we keep him on the left and he stays on the left or we train him up to be a striker or place a center forward instead of we keep him in that position. Because right now, as far as I'm concerned, what Grealish did there was lackluster as hell. For someone who we paid 100 mil for, I'm sorry, but that is not what I expect. Honestly, at this point, Perez from Leicester could probably do a similar performance. It would cost a fraction of the price, right? If he is worth 100 mil, we've got to find out how to make that value, you know, uh, Ill- how to illustrate that value on the pitch. And right now where he's playing, I'm sorry, but it's not been great. His debut was pretty good. Don't get me wrong. But for, again, for what we paid being the highest English transfer, the, you know, the, the most valuable city transfer, we've just not seen, you know, that much. We've got bargains with Fernandinho, company, Aguero. We've paid fractions of the prices on players who've performed from day one, right? I'm going to cut him some slack here and say he's new. But if we're spending that kind of money on a player, we better be putting him in a position where he is the best. And He is not good at the left wing. I'm sorry. Not for City. Not for the way we play.
0: It's, it's interesting, Ryan, uh, that you've pointed out Greenwich's flaws. And I think we did touch on this earlier in the podcast for those of two people who do listen to us, that <laughs> Grealish, Grealish isn't a Man City player, and we did point this out. So I suppose my question to you is is maybe not more so Grealish. I looked at that game, and I thought Sterling was a big problem up front. Um, well, that's, what I Foden, thought. that's what I was going to... Yeah, Foden was... could have had a goal, and, and Sterling nabbed it off the line, and and that was actually cost you all three points. So what yeah. are your thoughts on Sterling? No, 100%. If
3: anything, it would have made more sense to me to play Grealish at the front and play Sterling on the left. Sterling is a natural left winger. Don't get me wrong, he's not fantastic at scoring, but what he can do is still pass. And we saw that during the international break as well and in the Euros as well. Sterling can cross one ball in if he needs to. I just don't trust the finishing ability. All right. Given that Grealish can play Cam, I would argue that I think he has more of a Clinical finish than Sterling does. But I don't think Pep has enough trust in Grealish to play him to be an attacker. At least with Sterling, he has scored for City before. And he's used to the way we play. Where if you chuck him anywhere on the attack, he will perform to some extent. I would argue he'd be better on the right if, if, if not striker. But I still do feel I, I still do feel that the, the the right way to go about this would have been to keep Jesus at the front, put Sterling on the right, and keep Grealish on the left if we had to. Right. That's that's my thinking over yeah. here. I'm so confused why we played a striker at right wing and played a left wing at striker. Right. You can't underestimate the, the team. You can't underestimate any team in the Premier. I've said this before. Right. It's not every day you see West Brom putting five past Chelsea. Right? It's not every day where you see Leicester winning the league. You can't think, oh, it's Southampton. We can try you know, this stupid tactic to see if it's going to work because it doesn't we could have easily got three points if people were comfortable in their positions. And so this does show that we need a clinical strike or at least someone who can bloody put a goal past a keeper.
0: I, also, I also thought that De Bruyne coming on, it just shows how reliant City are on De Bruyne to create chances. So it was a difficult week for Man City, um, but I put six past what, uh, Wycombe or Wycombe. Um, Wycombe,
3: you are correct. Yeah.
0: So 6-1, um, great performance there, but again, you know, lower league team. But the, hey, the hey we're playing point.
3: our academy players, right? De Bruyne, Foden, yeah. Mahrez. Yeah, they're all an the interesting, academy players. Interesting comment
0: you. there from Pep, but I think that was just to give <laughs> Foden and De Bruyne some minutes and you'll likely see them starting this weekend's match, which is a great um, sort of tangent to go into this week. Tomorrow, 9.30 p.m. Australian time. Early, morning for, early kickoff for the Premier League in, in the UK. Chelsea Man City. Huge, huge game, potential title decider as well. At this early on, um, might be a bit of an outrageous claim for me there, but I, I certainly think yeah, it is I would
3: the title decider just yet. It's a but huge it
0: could, six pointer. It um, could
3: pave the way, I think, for the future of like I'm the next ten to fifteen. Touch
0: games. On, I'm going to touch on why I think it is a six pointer and why it could lead to the title if it goes a certain way. But I'm going to throw it to Venkat and Rashad uh, first and foremost. What are you guys, what are your thoughts on uh, the game and how do you think it'll play out? We'll start with Vashab.
2: Yeah, so unfortunately I won't be watching this game since the United game's on at the same time, but it is probably one of the games that if you were telling a new football fan to watch, if you don't watch many games throughout the season, then definitely watch this one. Uh, It's interesting also to see uh, that Shomik said that this could be a six-pointer at such an early stage of the season with a rock-solid defence against free-flowing attacks. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Chelsea has been a thorn in City's side for the last few matches that they have played. Chelsea have beaten them in three different competitions in the last three matches that they've played them. And even when they did win the league last time in 2018-19, they still struggled at Stamford Bridge and lost to under Sari. I'm pretty sure they lost 2-0. So it is a side that they have struggled with against recent years, and I do fear that they will drop points against them this time around as well. But I don't think it'll sort of inhibit them in the overall title race. It's still very early in the season, and they will have chances to make up the points later on. But yeah, I just don't see Chelsea conceding, and that's why I do think that they might sort of nick a win and Tuchel has a very regimented side that knows what they're doing. And as Ryan uh, eloquently mentioned before, uh, City don't really have someone that can put the ball in the net, whereas Chelsea do with Lukaku. So I do think the game will be uh, run on fine margins, but I do think Chelsea will nick it at home.
0: Thanks, Rishab, and we'll hold your prediction for later on in our podcast. Venkat, how do you see this game playing out?
1: Yeah, Bishraff sounded up pretty well, I think. Um, he said it was basically a rigid defence against a free-flowing attack. And I think it's kind of um, it's kind of odd. Um, I just don't see this game really living up to any of the hype. It's not going to be a, a very great good game to watch or anything. So I will probably be watching the Formula 1, not even the United game. But um, yeah. Lewis B. Max, guys, that's the that's where the, battle, the real battle is. But um, no, no, it's just that I think City and Chelsea they're evenly matched teams and really need to. I guess this is the time. This, as Shom said, this is a, it's a, it is a, a de facto six pointer, and because you assume both teams won't lose or, or won't lose many games over the um, rest of the season. Um, I think with Chelsea, and this is I think something I I found during the Tottenham game, and we'll move on to the Tottenham game later, I guess, but they are lacking that final ball, and I think that could be pivotal. There is some creativity missing from midfield. Mount obviously is a great player, but he's not going to provide the same as a KDB, and I think maybe that could just be the difference. Maybe that uh, that could be the, the difference between these two teams, uh, but really, I don't see this game um, exciting anyone. It's just going to be a standard big game. We see a standard board draw is what I'm thinking, but or as Sean said, a whole prediction up for later. Sean, back to you.
0: Yeah, thanks, Finkat. Thank look, um, Ryan, we're going to throw it to you and I'll, um, I'll finish it off on why I think this could decide the title and I'll get your opinions on
3: that. Yeah, look, I think it's been summed up pretty well. Do I think City will win? I don't know. It definitely is Chelsea's to lose. They're at home. They've got a striker. They've you know what? They've not lost a game. They've won four out of their five. They've drawn the other. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. Where I think City might dominate is the midfield, though. If we do start De Bruyne or we start Foden, I think we'll hold possession. And if we, I think if we score first, we'll just do a Chelsea and put ten at the back and see how they feel about it this time. Um, but no. But in all, in all seriousness, I think on possession, on, on mid-control, we have that, but, you know, I, I'm definitely very scared of Lukaku, as anybody else would be. And so that's that's their secret weapon. Well, not so secret anymore, but they have. So interesting to see, but, you know, I've, I, I have a feeling that it really will be decided within the first 20 minutes of the match, nothing more.
0: Yeah, I think all of you have sort of um, sums it up very well. And I'll, I'll, I'll say something that I, I repeatedly said um, all week, I think this is a title decider and I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, convinced myself of that and I'm hoping to convince you guys as to why I, I believe that. Um, and so, if you actually look at Chelsea and Man City, if we look at the table right now, Chelsea are on 12 points after playing Liverpool at Anfield, drawing um, with 10 men, four, four wins, 12 goals for one goal against 13 points. Man City... Three, get, three wins, one draw, one loss playing. Um, I would say um, a fa- fairly similar opposition. So the reason why I think that this is a huge game and why it's a title decider is if you look at Man City's fixtures in the Premier League, they faced um, Tottenham, they faced Norwich, they faced Arsenal, Leicester, Southampton, and now they play Chelsea, and the next week they play Liverpool. Now, if you look at Chelsea's fixtures, they've played Arsenal, they've played Tottenham, they've already played Liverpool, and they play Man City. So next week, we're going to see, after the next game week, Man City and Chelsea will have played the almost a, um, identical fixture list. And if and if Matt, Chelsea go on to nick the game at Stamford Bridge, which I, I think they will do, um, and Man City go to Anfield and drop more points, which is you know, you never know what you're going to get at Anfield. You know, you could see Chelsea storm ahead with 19 points and leave Man City in the dust with 12 or 11 points or 13. That's six, that's six points that City has to make up against the Chelsea team with the same opposition that they've played, which is why I think this is such a crucial game for the title. And I think if, if City, if Chelsea go on to win this, I think, I would pretty much be comfortable with calling it Chelsea's right now, right here. Interested to get your thoughts, though.
1: I think you're correct in some sense, but um, really, I don't think it's done yet. And I think, and probably why I'm saying this is because I don't, under Tuchel's reign, we really haven't seen Chelsea react well when they go behind. That's something, like, I want to see them do. I want to see if they go behind to, say, a city, and they come back and win that, then I, I think it's pretty clear. Um, but I think that's something I want to see from Tuchel. I think just how he reacts to change because that was his problem in PSG and the fact that he would, yes, dominate games, but their reaction to i.e. losing or going behind was very poor. So that, I think, is something we yet to see and that maybe we'll see it in the future. But I think we also need to consider the fact that Chelsea um, are yet to play United Neither of City. So and as much as we'd like to think that yes, it's United, it's only gonna slow show. We do have a good record against Chelsea as of as of late. And maybe and that City, could be the six points.
0: And, and yeah. you've got City. So I think my point was sort of saying that if you look at what the two fixtures and how they've sort of and whoever they've played, you know, you look at you look at the fixture list and you see Chelsea are nine points ahead of Man City next week, you're thinking a Man City really capable of catching Chelsea if they've played the same sort of opposition? That's, that's my of question.
1: Of course. But I think I'll take it back to Antonio Conte's Chelsea, right? They were like way behind at one point and then somehow they brought it back and it went on a massive winning streak. I think, Sean, you're correct. It's just that I think there's a lot of various factors that go into deciding a title and we just yet to see that. And, but I do, I do think you're correct. If Chelsea win comfortably, right, then sure. They are, they are 100% title favourites for me, alongside maybe Liverpool. But um, I think those two teams have really shown they are the ones to beat this season.
0: I won't say Liverpool yet. I'm waiting to see what happens at Anfield against City. I think that'll be a real... That'll, that'll sort of really shape the destiny or story of this Premier League season. Uh, Rashad, well, what are your thoughts on um, the comments that I've just made and Venkat's as well?
2: Yeah, it was interesting to note how they have both played like I think three of the top big six sides already. So it would assume that their fixtures get easier over the next few weeks, and you would assume that they would both pick up points. So it is interesting to see that Sean pointed out how if you with the same fixture list already give up six points, how do you see them making it up? However, there's are still probably like thirty games to go, and you only need to put together like like City have done or Liverpool have done in the past few years, like a fifteen-game winning streak, and you could easily make that up if they drop points for example a good example of that is in the 1819 season when when City won and Liverpool only lost one game but they had a string of draws which ultimately cost them the title that season so something similar could happen this season in terms of them not losing games but just dropping points with draws and fixture congestion as well in the Christmas period could prove to be pivotal but yeah I do think Chelsea are title favorites so I still think it's too early to call but definitely a big game in the in the scale of the season, I still think Chelsea will win at home. Uh, I do think City will beat them at home when they play them. So, yeah, interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks.
0: Ryan, Chelsea are turning into your demon team. What are your thoughts on on this?
3: I agree with your point slightly. And I'll say why. I think you're right. Can we just
0: clip that? Because Ryan and I have never agreed on (laughs) this.
3: So I'm very proud that we've come this far. Of course. (laughs) Reconciliation on that. Um, But no, look, I think what's... I think an issue with that argument is that it's very early on in the season. There's still 33 games to be played, right? And don't forget that I think... And as we saw Liverpool last season as well, and not to put them down, um, but just a general thing, like, you know... Injuries can happen. Let's say Lukaku gets injured and they're screwed because they've got Werner up front who has been basically the same Werner we saw when he started with Chelsea. So what I'm what I'm basing this off is that it's very early on in the season to dictate what would happen because anything can happen. We're only five games in. So ideally, I think, I think the, the argument will stay true if, for example, Chelsea has that first team ready all the time. Right, if that makes sense, and the same goes to Liverpool, City, United, any team. Really, like, I know even with Brighton, they're they're all doing bits right now. But if one of their key players goes, it's the end of them for that. It's like if we lose De Bruyne, which we have in the past, if we lose Aguero, we have to rely on people who don't play in those position as much, positions as much, and you know, we, we 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 sort of see through with that. So whilst I think the game is definitely a big clash, anything can happen in the league, and so I wouldn't say it's a title decider. It would be if everything stayed constant. But I will say that if Chelsea do beat City, I think there's no doubt that they're probably, at least right now, the biggest title contenders. I wouldn't say it's a title winning game, though, because, you know, and again, anything can happen. And don't I don't want to discount the fact that United and Liverpool are on the exact same points as well, right? With goal differences that are, you know, sort of what's the right word? It's like they're, like they think they've got think, oh, a goal difference of nine, the, de- Chelsea. the
0: decider. The, yeah, the decider. there's, there's there's a, no, there's, a there's, there's a breach of two between. No, those. absolutely, so, absolutely. I think, yeah. I think you guys are all right in saying there's a long way to go. I, mm. I'm just saying with the way that this Chelsea team are playing, I just think that you know six points is a lot to make up against this Chelsea team. Don't really forget,
3: do. don't forget that at one point last season, Tottenham were coming first as well. You can never
1: discount what happens yeah, this, in the winter of the Premier might League. Be a,
0: be, Bit better than Tottenham, I don't this know. This team right? don't
1: concede though. That's the main yeah, thing. That's the thing. And it's Spurs. That's the main thing. Hey, uh, hey, Tishelle, hey. Tishelle
0: is not a toxic man, whereas um. Cheers, was, mate. Uh... Sounds <laughs> crying. <laughs> all right, boys. We're gonna move on. Um, thanks for all your um, analysis over the last game week and previewing the Chelsea-Man City game. We are going to move on to our weekly predictions now. I did have a stinker this week and Venkat cleaned me up and has closed the gap on the title favourites. So can I pull ahead this week or will Ryan spark a huge comeback from fourth?
1: We can I just say...
0: the official list.
1: Yeah? Sorry, Sean. Can I just say, we had an absolute shocking week as a group.
0: <laughs>
1: There's a reason why we aren't actual pundits. Yes, um,
0: yes, that is always the way. Ne- never forget, though, that Rio Ferdinand said, always at the wheel, and we are back. So I think I think none of us have ever said that. So even the the diehardest of uh, Manchester United fans in the I, I don't
3: think a lot of United alumni are very smart. Like David yeah, Beckham's good looking, but I don't think he can do mathematics
1: yeah, have
0: you heard as
3: him far from? as I see it.
1: Can you do a pro, uh, can you make a leverage buyout model uh, well, No, I'm pretty sure I can't so speak <laughs> we, we can do that then come back and talk to us right the glazers can do that though
0: uh, <laughs> all right uh, Venkat, do you have the um, do you have the predictions uh, Excel spreadsheet oh,
1: I right. do mate just awesome. as an update um, so the viewers know where we are at shamaal 71 I'm 163 for sharp on 55. Ryan's on forty-seven, and Rashab took out a massive win in our draft. So congrats to him. But, um, yeah. I'd like Let's to stop. thank my
2: parents, you guys. And,
0: and Tony Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Chelsea Man City at the bridge tomorrow night. Ryan.
3: I can't believe I'm saying this. It's going to be Chelsea
0: 2-1. Chelsea conceding a goal, but still winning. Rashab. I echo
3: that prediction. I think
0: Chelsea will nick it 2-1 as well. Thank you.
1: I am going for the one or draw.
0: I'm going for a one 0 win, Chelsea to repeat it four times, um, four out of four. Man United, Aston Villa, Red Devils at Old Trafford. Ryan, thoughts? Uh, uh,
3: Villa are looking are looking good, but United are also with Ronaldo. I'm going to say uh, three three nil United. Then we probably won't concede. Hey, AS probably on a roll right now. For sure? I think me and Ryan
2: are having the same brain today. Yeah, I was going to go 3-0 United as well with McFred back. We're going to
3: play like a back six, so I don't see us conceding. It's a back 5.5, mate. McFred doesn't count as a full player as far as wow. I concerned. Wow,
0: Fred is not happy with this podcast. He'll be chatting to us next week. Stay tuned for more. I <laughs> think, what's your prediction?
1: I've gone for a 2-1. To, you
0: know?
1: Okay,
0: I'm going with a one-all draw. So, that's my... Can't believe you guys have got such confidence in Man United c- keeping a clean sheet. Never happened. We've got all. confidence in Ronaldo
1: outscoring. Yes, it's CR7 and Greenwood and Prey. CR7, Greenwood, Bruno, pray.
0: All right, fine. Three, one. Anyway. Hey, look. If
1: there are any dro- look, for example, if you guys
3: had six drop balls, you might score none of the goals because Bruno <laughs> will keep on running. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, but just really quick on that. That was one of the most st- stupidest things I've ever seen. The fact that he was upset it didn't get counted at the end pisses me off so much.
0: Anyway, Ryan's got it out for Bruno. Leicester <laughs> play Burnley, struggling Leicester. Always good to see. Uh Ryan, thoughts.
3: Uh I reckon Leicester are gonna clinch it 2-0.
0: So nil from Ryan, push up.
1: I think 2-1 Lester.
0: 2-1 Leicester. Venkat. Uh,
1: I was actually gonna say 1-0 to Leicester.
0: I was gonna echo that, but I'll go 2-0 to try and get the five-pointers. <laughs> um Everton at Goodison Park against the bottom table. Will Daniel Varka snap his losing streak, Ryan?
3: Yes, I know. I, I think it's going to be a. Ah, um, oh, it's going to be a, a three-one win to Everton. I mean, Norwich will score one, but they ain't winning that game, no way.
0: All right, and Rashab, Everton Norwich will Rafa get back to his winning ways?
2: Yes, I think so. I think it'll be two 0 Everton.
0: Yeah, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but um, I'll go 3-0 Everton. Anyway, moving on. I think that's... uh Who
1: is it between again? I I just missed that. Uh, so Everton, Everton Norwich. And... Oh, I feel like I should go against Sean here just to get... I feel like he's getting it wrong. Um, Every time you've said Everton, they've lost. Every time you've gone against Everton, they've won. I'll say uh, 3-0 as well. To All Everton. right.
0: Okay. Leeds at Elland Road, West Ham. Take on West Ham with Mikhail Antonio back. Ryan, will that change the outcome of this game?
3: Absolutely. It's going to be a 3-0 win to West Ham.
0: Ryan back in his irons. Rashab?
3: I think it'll be a scored draw, one all.
0: Cool. I'm going to go with... A 2-1 West Ham win. And then, what are your thoughts?
1: West Ham and who was it again? Sorry.
0: West Ham and Leeds. And Leeds are at home.
1: Ooh. Um, West Ham and Leeds. West Ham and Leeds. We'll go 1-0, I reckon. That might, I think one-all. both teams are pretty decent. Yeah.
0: All right. Ryan, Watford, Newcastle. This
3: game might not be watched by a lot of people, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, look, you know what? Each time I've backed Watford, or 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 I've I've said I think when I've gone against them, they've won. They did win 3-1 last week as well against Norwich, though. I think that Watford are on a bit of a roll here. So I'm actually gonna say I think it's gonna be a two-all draw. They're gonna score, but they won't lose. All
0: right, two-all from Ryan. Rashard, thoughts?
2: I think you are pronouncing the names wrong. It's Watford versus Alan St-Louis Vuitton because he's literally a team carry. I think it'll be 2-1 Newcastle.
0: He's also cracked on FIFA. Um, was that 2-1, Rashard?
2: Yeah, 2-1 Newcastle.
0: Uh, say Maxima takes on Watford and wins. Interesting. Vancat thoughts? Watford, Newcastle at Vicarage Road.
1: Ooh, um, I'm gonna say two nil to Watford. I think that's pretty decent. And also, on the um, Alan said Max, uh, Alan sent maximum story. It's hilarious how we went from um, Gucci at Nice to Puma when we moved to Newcastle. That, that <laughs> always cracks me up.
0: <laughs> Interesting fashion choices. I'm gonna say it's a one-all draw as well. I, I don't think there's much between these two teams. Now, to, um, Liverpool, Brentford, Ryan, at, at Brentford Community Stadium. Um, so Brentford, it's, it's, Brent,
3: it's it's Brentford at home. And they did beat Arsenal. I think it's a bit of an upset over here because I think Brentford are actually going to lose. They're the favourites to win that match. So I'm going to say Liverpool 3-0.
0: Ryan with a bait-and-switch like Ronaldo to City.
3: <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you've been bait-and-switched by most players who want to join Liverpool but wouldn't. That's so, <laughs> FS-
0: FSG invented the chat. What's the deal with financial fair play? Well, I don't know. Yeah, all right. We'll have a look into your book soon, mate. Don't you worry. Rashad, Liverpool, Brentford, thoughts?
2: I want to know if LeBron will be watching this game. It could be a big game if he wants to increase his stake in Liverpool. I think it'll be 3-1 Liverpool.
0: 3-1. Venkat, thoughts on liverpool Brentford?
1: Mm, Um. I'm going to say 4-0. I think 4-0, yeah, to, to Liverpool.
0: A lot of confidence in the Reds. I am very nervous about this game, actually. So I'm going to say it's going to be 3-2, I think there's not much in this game at all. Brentford are a very good side at home, and we have to show them respect. Just
1: checking, Sean. This is 3-2 to Liverpool, right? Not Brentford?
0: No, 3-2 to Liverpool, yeah.
1: (laughs) Not that much respect.
0: (laughs) Hoping we get past them against a very good Brentford team. Um, Southampton Bulls at um, St. Mary's. Ryan. Well...
3: Do I need to say any more? I hope Southampton lose considerably badly because it's going to make me feel happy that we drew to them. But I... Look, what, Wolves are not a side to discount. Um, but neither of Southampton. I think it's going to be a scoreless draw again. Scoreless
2: draw, nil
0: all. Rashab, thoughts?
2: Southampton versus Wolves. What an absolute goal fest that'll be, said no one ever. I think it'll be one all. Interestingly, Southampton have drawn their last four EPL games... I think that they'll make it five this week, so
1: one all. Thank you. No, I'm just surprised that Rashad has enough confidence in Wolves to suggest um, they'll score. But anyway, I'll say nil all. Yeah, I echo Ryan. Nil all. Now,
0: the tastiest game of this match week—just kidding. Crystal Palace, Brighton. Uh, a bit of a bait and switch for me there. Um, at Selhurst Park, under Patrick Vieira, who are actually playing very well, just um, from what I've seen from them. Connor Gallagher being the star, a star in midfield. Ryan?
3: Well, right now, Brighton would be con- contending for a place in the Champions League. so I wouldn't put him down by too much. Look, a 3-0 loss to Liverpool, considering Brighton are currently fourth. I actually think Brighton are going to take it back. I'm going to say 1-0 to Brighton. It'll be close, but I think that's legit.
0: 1-0 standard clean sheet from Brighton, Vashab.
2: It's interesting how that Arsenal fan said Brighton were their competitors and now Brighton's in the Champions League. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they'll beat Crystal Palace
0: 2-1. Luka will be having words with you. Venkat.
1: This game is actually a derby, for those who didn't know. It's an M5 derby. Um, And I will say a two-all draw.
0: Yeah, Crystal Palace and two-all draws against their London rivals because they did do that to West Ham. I'm going to say it's going to be a one-all draw. I don't see um, Crystal Palace going to or Brighton for that matter. Now, the tastiest game of this match week is the North or one of the tasty games in this match week is the North London Derby? We don't have Luca here, but um interestingly the, the fact the season started with Tottenham laughing their heads off at Arsenal fans when they were they were top. Tottenham are now seventh and Arsenal are 13th. We could see them swap positions um as after this match week or Tottenham just ahead on a minus three goal difference. Um, I'm going to say that it's Arsenal going to take this another 1-0 win. Ryan, what are your thoughts?
3: See whoever wins this game, I, I, if, whether it's Tottenham or Arsenal, it's still going to piss me off because one of them is winning a match. Right? Yeah, that's what I need to say. So for me, I don't want Arsenal to win. I'm going to say it's going to be, you know, what, I don't. Want, it's going to be a one-all. It's going to be one-all, one-all. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a draw like it usually is. We're going to leave it at that because I don't want to
0: add them to win. One-all draw from Ryan. Rashad.
3: Yeah, I think the North London Derby form will go
2: out the window, as everyone always says. I think there will be a boatload of drama, lots of goals. And for Ryan, i got a joke for you. I think the skill level on show here will be similar to the rugby match in Namaste London. So I think, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so think it will be two-all draw. Uh, I see both sides conceding.
0: Rashad with the joke of the week, late in the podcast, in the nineteenth minute. Um,
3: if we have any Brexit fans, ignore that joke, please.
0: All right. If we have any fans, I'll be happy. All right. Bit of disclaimer from from Vrishab and Ryan and um, Venkat. Your thoughts on this North London derby?
1: I don't expect either team to score. The anyone who's watched that Tottenham game and anyone who's watched an Arsenal game knows that these these men aren't scoring. That
0: is it from Vancat, a nil or draw in the North London derby. How good you love to see it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Wingbacks Ball Forward. We'll be sure to recap this exciting EPL match week. Whether the title will be one or lost, we'll wait and see and find out. Maybe not, it is early. But um stay tuned for more and a hotly contested debate coming your way in midweek.